an important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss podcast or the Fat for Weight Loss show, I should say. Uh, My name is Aaron, um, as you probably would have heard in that intro. Um, But today I have a little special treat uh, for anyone who's listening. Um, And that is that I want to put together a few mini episodes. Now, you know, a couple of different people listen to this podcast. There's probably a few people who are interested uh, in just the weight loss side of the ketogenic diet. Then there's a few people who might be interested just in the uh, medical benefits of the ketogenic diet. But today I'm talking to the people who are out there training in a low carbohydrate state um, and, you know, using the ketogenic diet to uh, better improve their performance and reduce their, uh, you know, um, reliance on sugar and gels and you know things that i don't particularly think uh really deserve a a a spot in um you know athletes really um and so uh with that in mind um this mini episode is all about what heart rate zone to train in as a low carbohydrate athlete now what do i mean by athlete well I don't necessarily mean people who are training as a professional to beat the um, world record for the marathon or, uh, you know, whoever that is. Um, I, 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 I really am talking to the people who are everyday people like me who want to be able to, um, you know, train for a, a marathon or train for their local club race or, you know, train in a way that uh, they're not going to have to spend every single waking hour uh, training and sleeping and eating correctly. The, this is for the people who are really just interested in being able to maintain the ketogenic diet or maintain a low-carbohydrate diet, but also really enjoy getting out there on the bike and being able to run and being able to swim and do triathlons and things like this. Because I don't really think that um, carbohydrate loading and uh, excess carbohydrates um, serve a purpose for people like us. So, uh, you know, I'm really talking to the people who really want to improve their performance um, in in this sort of low carb space uh, so you know the the low carb heart rate zones are something that is really important um, when training and it's something that's very looked over because what happens generally is that uh, and this is exactly what happened to me um, you go from uh, training pretty hard uh, for me I was in a cycling group uh, the cycling group here called um, Brisbane Cycling Club and what happened was is I switched to a ketogenic diet I switched to being ultra low carb uh, I didn't know anything about electrolytes and so 
after the first week or two where I'd burnt through all my glycogen um, and my body wasn't being able to reproduce anymore, um, I got to this point where I couldn't ride as hard as I used to and I would fall off the back of the group um, and the, the whole time I was going, maybe the ketogenic diet isn't really worth my while because I still want to be able to ride, I still want to be able to you know, train in a certain way because I get so much uh, energy out of being able to train. Um, and so I, I initially dismissed it and, and I think that that was a, you know, a poor choice for me um, and I'm sure people out there have had the exact same scenario happen to them as well. Um, and so there's a few different tactics that you sort of have to go through as a low carbohydrate diet to be able to get back to your uh, form that you used to have uh, being a high carb diet. <laughs> um, but there's also a few things that, you know, if you want to be, uh, be able to train for the essentially the rest of your life, then it, it, it's in our best interest to be able to use the fuel that we have and use probably the most um, least inflammation causing fuel, um, fat, to be able to burn and while we're out and and especially you know not having to take sugary gels and things like that uh it's, it's just going to be a big relief and so um, the first section and this is a mini episode on talking about these different styles of training and the things that are involved in being a low-carb athlete uh is you know the first section is the heart rate zones and so phil maffetone has um created a formula and it is I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's called the Maftone formula and it's 180 minus your age. So it's really simple. So for instance, if you're 35 years old, your calculations would be 180 minus 35, which would be 145 beats per minute. Now, what do you do with that number? And what happens if you don't have a heart rate zone or calculator or whatever, like a watch or something, then don't worry, I'm going to be introducing that concept to you very slowly in a relatively short format. <laughs> um, so, um, 145 for people who do have a heart rate monitor, uh, that is your limit. So, that, that limit right there is uh, when you go out and do a long run or even a medium run or even a, a medium ride or a medium swim or uh, um, any particular endurance activity that's going to put you into a you know, pretty high heart rate for a long time, uh, that's your limit. So instead of going out there for two hours and busting uh, everything that you've got <laughs> um, and you know staying in an anaerobic zone for the entire time, which is eventually just going to lead to burnout, um, you, you know, 145 is now your limit. And so what happens is that after a little while, uh, and, and this is probably the first week, uh, you'll, you'll say, okay, I'm going to go out and do uh, 145. I'm going to go and run 10 kilometers. And uh, you start running and you notice your heart rate's increasing and you go, okay, all right, I'm at my limit, but I don't feel like I am running very fast or particularly hard. Um, and that's okay. That's totally okay. The, the idea is that you need to be in an aerobic heart rate zone. And for me, when I first started this, uh, I got annoyed initially because I knew that I could run faster. I knew that this probably wasn't going to benefit me in any way. And why was I just running slow? I was just getting better at running slow. Um, but I, I'll, I'll show you the benefits of this in a little bit. Um, but you know, the 145, that's your limit. So for that 10 kilometer run, um, you know, you go out there and you run it, it's going to be really slow because 145 is, is, or, you know, whatever that calculation is for you is definitely going to feel slow. And if you go up hills, you may even have to walk. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, and it's just a, a, you know, a side effect of, of being 
really overtrained. Um, and so being in that really high heart rate zone, um, you for a long time, it just it really doesn't do anyone any favors. So reducing that down into an aerobic heart rate zone and being able to go out there and train, what happens week after week is that you eventually get faster and you'll eventually get back up to your normal pace, um, but you'll still be in an aerobic zone. And the idea behind that is that you want to be burning more fat at that zone instead of burning all of your glycogen. So, um, you know, eventually you'll be able to run further and you'll be able to run faster at that same heart rate. But to start with, and then week one, week two, potentially, you know, uh, for, for quite a few weeks, you'll need to sit in that aerobic heart rate zone um, and really get solidified in there. So, so training for long distance events requires a solid foundation. And so to build a foundation that you can rely upon, you're going to have to put in the effort required to stimulate that change in your body. So, uh, you know, this, this change occurs by unconventionally slowing down your running speed, not necessarily increasing it. Um, you know, so for most people, they're going out there going, I want to get faster, so I'm going to run faster. And, and usually, um, this is a little bit unconventional, but by slowing down, you're going to actually get faster. So uh, there is this heart rate zone that I've been telling you about um, where your body burns a large amount of fat for fuel instead of sugar. And so understanding this range will help you tap into those fat sores and, and, and save your glycogen reserves for at the at the tail end of your run or cycle or whatever that is. So um, uh, for the, the, the general idea behind the rule is that it's 180 minus your age. Um, but if you've been sick in the past two years or if you've been sick two times in the past year, um, then you need to take uh, five off that number. And uh, m- let's make that a little bit clearer. So if you've been sick more than two times in the past one year or if you've been taking any medication you need to subtract five from that number so for example if you're uh, 35 years old um, 180 minus 35 is 145 and then if you've been taking medication then you need to make that 140 and that is your aerobic heart rate limit Um, but conversely if you've been training consistently with progression in your training over the past two years without injury and you don't and you haven't been uh, sick two times in the past year then you can add five to that number so for example if you're 35 years old 180 minus 35 is 145 but then that would be 150 because you're probably training in a pretty good zone Um, and so you know taking that heart rate zone and going out and training with that is going to be really beneficial in trying to adapt your body to burning fat because in that zone you are able to effectively um, convert the energy into ATP uh, very easily and your body's not going to have to struggle too much to try and uh, get those energy levels up. And so in the conversion process, because a lot of us will probably, um, you know, try and train in a low carbohydrate style and then say, okay, uh, you know what, this is too hard. I'm just going to (laughs) start running faster and and burning more fuel. Um, But don't do that because, you know, it's really important to build your aerobic base and build your aerobic zone um, in a low carbohydrate state and to be able to get really efficient at that. So for instance, when I was training for the um, Gold Coast Marathon for the ketogenic diet, uh, one of the big thing was was, that I went out for a 16K run in the first week um, and I got to 14 kilometers and I couldn't run anymore because my heart rate kept going above my aerobic heart rate zone. And 
and it's really frustrating because um, you get to this point where you're used to being able to run as far as you want um, and essentially the, the heart rate zone doesn't really matter um, but now that you've got this limit you sort of have to stop and slow down and walk and walk up hills and um, it, it, it can be really frustrating but what I want to highlight to you is that over the weeks and over the months of, of doing this you will actually get faster and you will be able to train much more effectively without injury um, and uh, with with this method in mind. So at first it may be a little bit frustrating and you may have to you know, back away with training with other people for a little while just because um, they're running in a, in a heart rate zone or cycling in a heart rate zone that's not compatible with what you're trying to do. So taking a little bit of time away to, to really get back into that that proper zone for you is going to be so important um so you know if, if there's anything i've missed in this little mini episode um then please let me know please get in contact and if you loved this little episode uh then please let me know as well because i'm going to be doing a whole lot more of these so today was all about the mafetone pace um, and why you need to sort of uh, put a cap on your aerobic heart rate zone and sort of stay in that zone for as much as possible. But in the next coming weeks, I'm going to be um, introducing, you know, how to use intervals to create speed and not injury, uh, using medium runs to test threshold and uh, building your aerobic, aerobic base in the right zones, uh, what sort of electrolytes you need, what sort of, sort of nutrition you should be taking, if, if any, uh, going out on these you know, typical long, long sort of bouts of exercise, and what to do in recovery. Um, you know what to do once you return home from your run or your ride and uh, what do your cross training workouts look like um, because you know cross training is really important um, and and what are your core exercises uh, you know and and what sort of tracking are you doing what what uh, what is your body doing over the the next couple of weeks or the next month or or you know there's there's so many more topics that I can be covering in these little mini episodes so Again, if you really love this episode, please let me know um, because uh, if you don't, then I will stop. <laughs> but um, I, I really like being able to tap into this, um, you know, the sports nutrition side of the uh, low-carbohydrate diet. And I think that that's something that's that uh, a lot of people will be interested in as well. So again, my name is Aaron. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I, I really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, Keep an eye out for the next mini episodes. If uh, if you want to get in contact with me, please get in contact through the through the website or through Instagram or Facebook or however you like to get in contact with me. Whatever your social media drug of choice is, um, and I am sure you will be enjoying some of the interviews that are coming up next. Um, and I'll I'll be trying to do these mini episodes weekly. So, again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Aaron, and I will see you. This episode is brought to you by the Complete Keto Diet. Have a think about this for a second. How long will it take you to reach your health goals? Is it four weeks? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? Maybe you don't need to lose weight, but you're struggling with the whole lifestyle thing that everyone keeps talking about. Who is going to be around long enough or be committed enough to you to help you achieve your health goals? That answer is me. I created the Complete Keto Diet specifically to help 10,000 people achieve their health goals over the next five years. That means I'm there for you in the beginning, through the plateaus, and the maintenance of your journey towards better health. But why 10,000 people? Well, simply put, I want to bring you the most actionable and realistic ways to get your health right using the ketogenic diet. But I also want to make sure that everyone succeeds and nobody gets left behind. Your name is very important to me. 
So how does it all work? Well, this is done with a ketogenic meal plan that is sent to your inbox every single week. You might have seen some of my YouTube meal plan videos on creating simple ketogenic meal plans, which are getting very close now to a million views alone. The advantage of my meal plans over others is that you are given simple recipes with simple ingredients with a great variety of food. You won't be eating the same meal every day and best of all I include substitutions for dairy free, nut free and other types of allergens. Plus all of the ratios are calculated for you. You'll be saving money with shopping lists that only include the items that you actually need. Not only does it come with weekly meal plans, but we do a weekly coaching session with everyone so that you can get your answers solved right away. You also get exclusive tools and resources, exclusive deals on all your favorite keto-friendly products that will probably save you more money than you think, plus a community of people to help you always succeed and keep you accountable every single step of the way. Sustainability is the key to long-term success with the ketogenic diet. I am not here to help you drop as much weight as possible in a three-month period. I am here for life. If you think this is what you've been looking for, I offer a seven-day free trial for anyone who is looking to see if it's the right fit for them. I offer steep discounts for six-month and yearly memberships that include one-on-one sessions with me as well, so you'll always have the answers. Head on over to www.complete.com ketodiet.com and enter the code podcast to receive 15% off the membership. Oh, and did I mention that everything is in Australian dollars? Hurrah! Go to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code podcast to start moving towards your health goals today. In the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.